Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Player Profiler Faithful, it's your BFF, Matty Kiwoom, and welcome to episode 12 of The Game Plan, the best news show in fantasy football, in my humble opinion. Get ready for maybe the most important episode to date. I, if you guys will allow me to, I would like to take everyone into the future because I will be breaking down what the playoff schedule looks like for fantasy football. I'll also be going bargain bin shopping once again so we can find some great streamer options for week 12. And, of course, I'll have my final thought and homework assignment for the week. So come on, ladies and gents. Let's start game planning for our week 12 matchups. All right, all right, all right. Before we dive into the playoff schedule breakdown, first, let's go through some injury updates because we got to know who's on the field and if we can or cannot use them for our fantasy teams. First, let's go with who missed practice. Joe Mixon missed practice all week with that concussion, and he will not be playing in week 12. P. Ryan becomes a great streamer option. Is he a bargain bin player? Not this week. He passed. He's too much owned, too rostered to make the list. But if he's out there in one of your shallow season leagues, definitely pick him up because he could be a top 20 running back play this week. Rondell Moore will be out with that groin injury just when we thought he was going to be a reliable option. He was bringing us right back in just like that. In the snap of fingers, he is out again. His teammate, Greg the Torch Torch, seems to be a game-time decision after not practicing all week long. Mike Williams, he re-aggravated that ankle injury last weekend, so he will not play in what could be the shootout of the week against the Cardinals. Jerry Judy will also miss week 12 with an ankle injury. Kadarius Toney. He didn't practice all week and will miss Sunday's matchup. Just another example of a guy who was sucking you right back in, getting you all confident, getting you all excited just to get let down with some injuries. Let's keep the train moving to the limited practices. Jamar Chase, he has been able to practice in a limited fashion all week. His quarterback, Joe Burrow, had, does expect him to suit up, but definitely something you want to monitor. And if he's active, you got him get a back. You got to get him right back in your lineup. I got him in one league, and I am very excited to potentially have such a playmaker right back in my lineup. Hollywood Brown is also expected to play after practicing on a limited basis. Reports are he'll be on a pitch count. Uh, I'm going to be very cautious if I handle uh, Hollywood Brown. D-Hop is a target monster. Yeah, they may not be Torch or... Uh, Rondell Moore, but the fact that D Hop's still there, uh, I want to see how that looks, especially if he's on a pitch count. But 
if you're desperate and you're going, you know, either a streamer option or Hollywood, maybe go Hollywood because he can still take one to the house, you know, hit that pay dirt in just one play. Justin Fields is another guy looking to be a game time decision due to his left shoulder dis- dislocation. I don't, I read a report that he dislocated the shoulder, but he, then he didn't dislocate the shoulder. I'm not a doctor. I'm not going to pretend to know. All I just will say is monitor the situation. If he plays, I'm going to go ahead and play him. Uh, he's just been so good on the ground. Josh Jacobs, he popped up on the Friday injury report with an ankle ailment. I've seen ankle, I've seen calf. We're going to go with ankle here. Uh, Not good. A late addition of the injury report is never a good thing and is questionable to play on Sunday. Definitely monitor that very, very carefully. Debo Samuel, he's questionable after practicing limited all week. Uh, He's dealing with a hamstring injury. Raheem Mostert. The guy made it to week 12. I, I, I'm flabbergasted, but good for him. He, he made it to week 12. But this seems to be the week he is doubtful with a knee injury despite practicing on a limited basis on Friday. Fire up Jeff Wilson. Uh, I mentioned him many times on this show and in, in some articles that came out on playaprofile.com that he was an absolute buy. Uh, that window is probably shut. I would take one last crack to try to get him because if he gets the backfield to himself, boy, oh boy, could he eat in that offense. Leonard Fournette has been listed as doubtful with his hip ailment. Uh <laughs> Rashad White, baby, and maybe somebody else. We'll talk about that somebody else later on in the show. Gus the Bus Edwards is questionable again with that slew of lower body injuries. We thought he was going to play last week, ended up being inactive. I would be cautiously optimistic that he plays, but I think if I could look elsewhere for a back, I would probably do so. Allen Robinson is also questionable with an ankle injury. I'm looking elsewhere. I'm not even monitoring the situation. I'm completely just pushing him aside. There's going to be no Matt Stafford. We don't know exactly who the quarterback's going to be. Uh, Bryce Perkins took a bunch of first-team reps this week, so we don't exactly know what we're going to be in for in terms of that offense. So I'm just looking elsewhere from Allen Robinson, uh, without a doubt. Uh, not even going to think about playing him, to be honest. Let's keep it going to the full practice participants. The good news, right? Let's be happy. It's Saturday. Let's talk some good stuff. Juju Smith-Schuster. He will return from that nasty concussion that he suffered against Jacksonville to take on those L.A. Rams. Uh, Kyler Murray is set to return from his uh, hamstring injury to take on the Chargers. Great news for all involved for fantasy. As long as Kyler's in, he can get that offense uh, cooking, get those points uh, scoring, make the Chargers keep their feet on the gas. I would like to see an absolute back-and-forth banger here. Keenan Allen, speaking of that back-and-forth possible banger, is uh, he's all set. He's removed from the injury report. Seems to be a full go. Looked pretty good last week. I think that hip, I mean, that, that hamstring issue could potentially be in the rear view, which would be absolutely great if you roster uh, Turbo Herbert or Keenan Allen himself. Uh, that will wrap up the injury segment that I had in store today, the, uh, keeping you updated on the injuries. So let's keep this train rolling. And I would like to break down the postseason schedule for fantasy football. So what I'm going to do is I am actually going to um, break down kind of behind the scenes 
a little of how I came up with this schedule, a little of these spreadsheets, and uh, kind of you know exactly what to expect in terms of a big picture. And then I will share with uh, share my screen with all you guys watching here live, or if you tuned into the video, if you listen to the podcast, I highly recommend that you tune into the YouTube video so you can see exactly the the chart that I will be describing. If not. I'll do my best to to make sure that the visuals aren't the most important thing, that the information being shared is. Uh, so what I did was I took weeks 15, 16, and 17. Sorry, if you if your championship's week 18, sorry. You got bigger problems than that. You got to go to your commission. Commission, what are we doing? What are we doing here? We cannot have my championship ride upon backups. Week 17, get make that your championship. That should be your priority. But 15, 16, and 17, how I put together this list is I used the uh, points allowed per position uh, over the mean. It's the metric that you will see if you look at the next game info box on the player profiles. Um, I think that's one of my favorite metrics because it breaks it down by position and shows what they give up uh, you know, above league average. So I've comprised all that up for quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight end. And let's go ahead and dive right on into that so you all can see who is, you know, maybe who you should target uh, heading into your trade deadlines. I'm in a few leagues where my deadlines this week. Matter of fact, one of the Patreon leagues uh, with the Podfather himself. Make sure you uh, join the Patreon and get into one of those leagues so you can take on myself and, and the Podfather. Our trade deadlines this week. So hopefully no one in that league is listening. Or maybe you are, and I can share with you. That's the kind of thing I do. So let's go right on into quarterback. Okay, let me uh, get a little bit closer here so you guys can see what we're talking about here. Um, and the thing that pops out to me, first and foremost, when we're talking quarterback uh, playoff schedules, is the Baltimore Ravens. Okay, we see that they have the third easiest strength of schedule for quarterbacks in points allowed to the mean. So if you have a chance to get your hands on Lamar Jackson, I highly recommend doing so. Um Again, this is more of a seasonal league approach because dynasty leagues, obviously, there's a lot more ramifications for trades. There's a lot more that go into it. You're not going to trade a guy based on a playoff schedule that you may have control for years to come. So this is more of a seasonal lens. Let's look at it that way. Uh, if you play in a lot of dynasty leagues, that's okay. You can still use this as a tool to win. This is what I th this type of thing I would use to win on the margins. Uh, dynasty leagues tend to be deeper, more started players in a given matchup. So if you need your uh, third flex spot, maybe even second flex spot, a super flex spot, you're going to try to improve those positions uh, here using a schedule as opposed to your big dogs because you're not going to trade a big dog because he has a bad schedule. You're going you're gonna to dance with the one that got you there, right? So that's, let's, let's dive right back in is Baltimore. Baltimore, get yourself Lamar Jackson. Um, he's got three easy matchups at Cleveland versus Atlanta and versus Pittsburgh. All are top eight according to uh, fantasy points allowed over the mean. So that is the first thing that comes to mind. If when I look at the top 10 in general, it's really what it's telling me is if you're okay streaming, it might be okay to do so here if you get yourself in the playoffs. Because I'm looking, I'm seeing a, you know, Russ Wilson has the second easiest. Am I relying on him? Uh, I certainly won't feel good about it. But as he becomes more and more available in leagues, he's getting dropped. That could be a potential streamer here. Uh, I'm looking here at Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo is getting more rostered as the weeks go on, especially after I think it was four touchdowns on Monday Night Football last week in Mexico City. <clears throat> 
But if he's available, he's got that really great matchup indoors on the road in Vegas in Week 17. Uh, you do have to endure some middle-of-the-road uh, matchups here in Weeks 15 and 16, but that's okay. Uh, another streaming option who's been great, he's actually a top-10 uh, quarterback on the season, believe it or not, is Marcus Mariota. And he's got three decent matchups, again, culminating in a very, very juicy one there in Week 17 as he takes on the fourth uh, best matchup for quarterbacks with the Arizona Cardinals. Um, so, yeah, overall what I'm seeing here is get Lamar if you need a quarterback. Go get yourself some Lamar. And also, if you're needing to stream, uh, it's looking like you'll have some options here in the playoffs. One last thing before we look at the teams at the bottom of the list is uh, the, that Houston there at the top, they have great matchups in the fantasy playoffs. If he's still available in your two QB Superflex leagues, go get Kyle Allen now. Go get him right now. Don't even wait another second. Get him now. He's probably been picked up in a number of leagues, but if he hasn't in yours, you got to get him. You got to get him right now because if, if he proves to be an at all you know, a better quarterback for fantasy than Davis Mills and he remains their QB1 rest of season, <clears throat> I mean, he could truly be a massive piece in your championship team uh, in those last playoff weeks in your QB2 or Superflex position. So, that's kind of my takeaways what I see at the top of the list. Here now at the bottom of the list, what I see is a lot of really, really good quarterbacks. Um, and what I would say is I would not panic if you roster uh, a Jalen Hurts or a Pat Mahomes or a Tua Tungvaloa. But what I would say in a seasonal league, if you could take a Jalen Hurts and go get a Lamar Jackson plus that's where we're really cooking with gas. That is where we're working. Uh, you know, we're grinding it out to 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 improve our team in all aspects. So uh, that's something I'm looking to do. In terms of Mahomes' is bad playoff schedule, I don't care. That dude is playing on fire right now. He's tossing nukes left and right. And he's getting Juju back. Uh, so I'm not really panicking at all for Mahomes. I am not trading Mahomes for Lamar Jackson+. Plus, I'm just going to ride it out because the thing about the um, – fantasy points allowed uh to the mean metric which i love it but it will change uh and we'll talk a little bit more that's part of my final thought but yeah i'm looking through this list here it's not looking good for tyler henneke if you have him in your qb2 spot your superflex spot uh i i do actually rely on him in that spot in one league i will probably be looking to make any type of adjustments that i can there uh because it does seem like these matchups that he'll be going versus New York Giants, divisional opponent, real tough. At San Fran, really, really tough. And then he does have an easier matchup against Cleveland at home to end the season. But if you are dealing with two tough matchups at the beginning of the playoffs, the likelihood that you'll be there in the championship is very slim. So I, I'm going to kind of stay away here. But I wanted, I wanted to show this here because if you have, uh, like I said, a Jalen Hurts or a Patrick Mahomes, don't come, don't panic. This is not necessarily a death knell. This is not the end of the road for you. I would still rely on those guys. They are very, very good at quarterbacking, at throwing the football, at scoring fantasy points. So I would not get too, too discouraged there uh, with that because uh, what ends up happening sometimes is uh, a game script, um, you know, a fumble six, all of a sudden gets a guy like Mahomes playing from behind and he gets an absolute chuck mode. So things are not bulletproof. This shouldn't be your end-all be-all in terms of uh, trading for players, going after players, using those players. But it is a good exercise to do to try to win on the, ma the margins, to try to improve your roster as much as you can heading into the playoffs. So that is the quarterback position. Let's keep the ball going. Let's check out the running back position here. And what we got, 
at the top is a big stinking pile, in my opinion, of David Montgomery. David Montgomery will no longer be sharing a backfield with Khalil Herbert. He has it all to himself. And look at that playoff schedule. He goes against the number four and most advantageous matchup in week 15. He does have a tough road against Buffalo in week two, but that is at home. That should help. And then at Detroit indoors in the championship is what I like to call, what we like to call in the biz as juicy. ETN, Swift, Derek Henry. Those are all players that if you can get your hands on, it's going to come at a price. It's not going to be easy, but they have such good schedules in the playoffs that I'm definitely looking to make some moves. Um, but where I do believe there is a sneaky, sneaky little route you can take is right here. I'm looking at the sixth best schedule in the playoffs, the Kansas City Chiefs. We just talked about how hard it might be for, for Pat Mahomes. We're going to talk about how hard it could be for the quarter, uh, the wide receivers in those matchups, which could create more rushing opportunities. And what I really like about going after your Isaiah Pacheco or even your Jerick McKinnon uh, is the fact that that Houston matchup in week 15 is so good. And you got to win to get in. You got to keep the ball rolling, right? You can't just put all your eggs in the week 17 basket. You got to find those advantageous matchups early in the playoffs too. So you can keep the ball going. So you can keep, get those wins going, get them dubs, ladies and gents. So that's something I like to do. And in your deepest of leagues, <laughs> the pod father might reach through the screen and choke me out when I say this, but you might want to Ronald Jones, bro. Just pick him up, put him on your bench. The likelihood that he's a factor down the stretch is very low, but if you know we see an injury to Pacheco or, you know, they start relying on a guy like Ronald Jones, he'll be fresh. Maybe he's someone you want to stash in your bench. So I know it's blasphemy to recommend Ronald Jones, but given that playoff schedule, I do like what I'm seeing. Uh, it looks like throughout that top of the list, Miles Sanders, again, that could be a potential buy target. He's coming off of two slow weeks, and this playoff schedule suggests that if Jalen Hurts can't get the, you know, can't get firing, can't get going, they may rely on the running game a little bit. And that could be perfect for a Miles Sanders uh, a big game here to start off in week 15 against Chicago. So now let's go ahead and look at the teams at the bottom of the schedule. And what I immediately pops out to me is I am not going to rely on James Conner. If I can get rid of James Conner, given his production over the last couple of weeks, I am doing it. Uh, I do not like what I'm seeing at Denver is absolutely terrible. It's not a good matchup for him at all. Uh, and you don't, you don't want to run into that buzzsaw in, in the first week. Again, we talked about why Damian Pierce was a sell, why he could be part of the seventh floor crew last week. And the schedule is absolutely part of that. Look at that 30th uh, most advantageous, not good at all. Where I do want to talk about real quick is the New England. Uh, they don't have great matchups, but I am not panicking on Ramondre. Um, I'm not going to sell him. I do roster him all over the place. I'm not selling. And that is because my man is just catching a ton of balls. So in your PPR formats, even your half point, he has 50 receptions on the year. And I started this little matchup here against Miami in the championship. They are 31st. They're not a great rushing opponent for running backs, but they do give up a ton of fantasy points to pass catching running back. So that right there presents a very good window for Ramondre to, to keep the ball going, to be really good in the playoffs. And when you look at the beginning part of the schedule, you know, that 12th match, the 12th or the matchup against the 12th ranked um, rush defense in, in the Vegas Raiders. That's like I said, you want to win to get it, to keep it going. You don't need to put all your eggs at the end. You got to look at it throughout. So, uh, am I worried about Joe Mixon? I am going to probably worry about Joe Mixon. Now he has a concussion. So if you can sell to a team that maybe is uh, at the top of your league, they're looking to kind of pivot to the end. They haven't done this exercise. They're not watching the game plan on Saturdays. This is your chance to maybe trade him for a guy at the top that we're looking at. 
you know, potentially like a Swift who hasn't really fired or Jamal Williams uh, that people are just like, ah, he's too tight end, uh, too touchdown dependent. Bleh, I don't care. I don't care. Maybe you can get into someone like that, given their playoff schedule uh, and season leagues. Again, that's why we're talking through a seasonal lens because you're not going to give away Joe Mixon because of a bad, tough playoff schedule. You're just not going to do it. But in a seasonal league, you know, yo-yo, YOLO. Sometimes you only live once. You got to kind of put your your best leg forward, you know, whatever that saying is, and you just got to go for it. And this is the type of big dog move that you can make to do it. So that is the running back position. Let's go ahead and start talking a little bit about wide receivers and how we can attack that position come the playoffs. Um, you're going to see a lot of correlation with the quarterback, which is good. And what I'd like to do sometimes throughout these is uh, kind of mismatch them together. So a tough QB uh, schedule, but an easy running back schedule like we talked about can present a lot of opportunities for the back. Uh, we'll, we'll look at tight end, but if there's a tough wide receiver schedule, but an easy tight end schedule and they're on the same team because they are different positions, they do do different things, maybe that presents some, some really great buy opportunities there as well. So let's go ahead and keep looking at now at the wide receivers uh, and their playoff schedule. Instantly, the first thing that pops out to me is go get Amari Cooper. Go get Amari Cooper. I know he's coming off a massive game against Buffalo, so his price is inflated, but I think it's okay to meet that asking price. Deshaun Watson is on the way back. He should be uh, ready to go against their matchup against the Houston Texans coming up very shortly. And then look at that playoff schedule. Baltimore in a potential divisional shootout. And then you have a tougher matchup against New Orleans. But what do we know about Amari? The boy hustles at home. The boy struggles on the road. That's a home game for the Saints, against the Saints. So he will be at home. He'll get that home cooking. And boom, Baltimore at home, week 15. So you could be sitting at the playoffs. And now maybe you were a little bit nervous in your championship, but we'll cross that bridge when we get to it, ladies and gents. So go ahead and get yourself some Amari Cooper. The other thing that pops out to me is that Baltimore, seeing the Baltimore Ravens at the top in terms of most advantageous wide receiver matchups is great because that's that correlation we're talking about. If it's easy for the quarterback and easy for the wide receiver, theoretically that is going to be the perfect recipe for a lot of fantasy points when it matters most. Um, and a, a development that I was not expecting coming into this research was how advantageous the Green Bay Packers schedule is to end. Um, I thought just by looking at some of the data that their end-of-season matchups would be tough. It seems like a lot of their tough matchups are actually leading up to the playoffs. So if you have a Christian Watson and he's getting hot or an Alan Lazard, I wouldn't bail on him just yet because he could be an absolute factor here in the fantasy playoffs. And then you see Denver, top six again, again with some easy matchups. I'm not saying to sell for Russell Wilson, but if you can get your hands on a Cortland Sutton, He's been one of the, I would, I would say he's the 2022 most uh, yo-yo player, up and down value. He was super high up in the preseason. He fell really down. Then he came back up after the Judy, and then he's kind of down. People are down on him. I would get a Judy. Uh, I mean, I would get a guy like Cortland Sutton and, and play him in my flex here in the stretch. He does a really great schedule uh, as, the, as the season wraps up. And then, <sighs> I hate to say it, I'm not going to, yeah, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. DJ Moore. Get your hand on some DJ Moore. His, his, his price is so dirt cheap. You don't have to rely on him. I wouldn't trade a starter for him, but if you can get him on your bench, we're looking at the 11th easiest matchup and really juicy matchups to start the fantasy playoffs. Sam Darnold's coming back. They have a really bad matchup this week, home against the Denver Broncos, who's one of the hardest defenses for wide receivers. So if you see a flash 
of rapport between Darnold and DJ Moore. And remember, DJ Darnold had the best relationships out of the quarterbacks over the last couple of years. He's been better with Darnold than he was with Baker, uh, PJ Walker, Cam Newton. So if we see some glimpses of hope this week in a tough matchup, even if the fantasy points aren't there, just look at that playoff schedule. Versus Pittsburgh, versus Detroit at Tampa might be tough, but again, getting those two juicy matchups in Week 15 and 16 could be so advantageous for your chances at winning this, the fantasy championship. So those are the kind of takeaways from the top of the list here. Again, one last one: top 10 matchups for Houston wide receivers. If Kyle Allen is an improvement to Davis Mills, your Brandon Cook shares, your Nico Collins shares, even like I said, streaming a Kyle Allen in your Superflex or two QB leagues could be such a boost here at the end of the season. And let's look it down at the bottom. So first thing that pops out to me is the tough schedule for the Miami Dolphins. Unless you could trade Tyreek for, I don't even know. I don't, you'd have to, you, I don't, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trading a lot of this. So when I looked at the bottom of this list, when the research popped up, it's, it's really possible. It's possibly one of the worst, discoveries when you're looking at it because i'm looking at philadelphia's wide receivers miami's minnesota's buffalo's cincinnati's vegas washington tampa those are i mean those are some teams with some of the best fantasy wide receiver options but i'm not gonna fret i'm not gonna panic on justin jefferson what we're seeing out of him is truly historic so i'm not gonna fret on him vegas with with adams i'm not gonna panic too much because i really like this week six this week 16 matchup at pittsburgh so I'm not going to really fret too, too much. Buffalo, again, what are you going to do? Are you going to give away Stephon Diggs? No, he's been so good this season and last week on, or I should say this past Thanksgiving. Actually, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. I hope you had a great time with family and friends. A little sidebar. Uh, I did. I hope you did as well. But I'm uh, looking at this list. It, maybe a Terry McLaurin is somebody that I might try to unload. Uh, he's been good this year, but looking at that schedule, maybe it does become a, re- a bit of a roadblock to try to win a championship. I do roster him in the league, and after coming across this research, I did get a little nervous uh, in that league. Luckily, we, it's the Wild West in that league, the Golden Pony fantasy football experience. We can trade throughout the playoffs. So I'm going to kind of play patience with that and, and see how the, the, the season kind of plays out the end. But what I do want to say is, again, that Kansas City at the bottom, I'm not panicking on Mahomes. But I am trying to sell Juju Smith-Schuster. He was part of the seventh floor crew last week. If you roster him and have the luxury of waiting a week, so if your deadline's not at the end of this week, it's next week, hopefully Juju balls out against the Rams and you can sell high. Um, I actually did sell him for Terry McLaurin. I um, was looking more short-term than over the playoffs. Again, like I said, I'm going to figure out the, the the playoff schedule for McLaurin later. Um, but yeah, a, a guy like Juju... I think I'm kind of out on him. I would try to move him and try to get something better. Even if you are theoretically getting a worse receiver, maybe you get a worse receiver with a better playoff schedule and a running back and another tight end or a quarterback. I don't know your league. I don't know exactly what you could gun for in your league, but that's just something to start thinking about. And again, Philadelphia matchups. Because they're on the road in the first two weeks, if you have an A.J. Brown in seasonal and you can trade him for – it's tough because even the best schedules don't have the big dogs. I would look, I wouldn't push if that makes sense. So I would look at to see what could potentially be there for you as a playoff entity, but I wouldn't necessarily push the subject. It's not a must for me. So that's kind of the takeaway for wide receivers is a lot of the big dogs have tough schedules. And now we kind of have to wait and see like, is it worth using or could we run into some issues uh, there? So that's going to be the wide receivers for this week. That's for the playoff schedule. 
one last position that we're going to go over is the tight end position. And the first thing that pops out to me, I'll go ahead and share my screen once again. Uh, like I said, if you're listening to the podcast, I hope you're getting a lot out of this, but I would definitely recommend checking out the video on uh, Player Profiler's YouTube page because to be able to see the list does bring a, a little bit of extra juice. And a lot of the teams that we're not talking about, the middling teams that I, I comprise on the spreadsheet, I'm not talking at all. Because I think it's more of the outliers that truly matter. But if you would like to see it, it is there on the video. Um, but what points out to me first and foremost is Kansas City, a top 10 most advantageous um, schedule for tight ends. So we ain't worried about Travis Kelsey, baby. No way, no how. We are loving it for Travis Kelsey. If the wide receivers are having a tough time, if Mahomes is having a, ta- a little bit of a tough time, who will he go to? My man, Travis Kelsey. The big dog, but probably the most valuable player in fantasy this year, looks at a top 10 playoff schedule, especially if you can use him to get past the Houston matchup, which I think is a bit, it will be a bit deceiving. They are tough. They've been a tough defense, but it will be indoors. Mahomes will be able to show up and do his thing in a, in a vase, a safe, no weather uh, uh, impediments will be there. It'll be indoors. If you can blast through that, now you're looking at Seattle and Denver, both top eight matches for tight ends. And they're actually tight end funnels because they're not great for receivers. So that's exactly what we want if you roster Travis Kelsey. A sneaky guy that I would add, uh, it's going to be a little bit tough because he's coming off the best game of the season, is Hunter Henry. Look at that schedule for New England. It's really, really juicy for tight ends. And and New England has, you know, at Vegas versus Cincinnati and versus Miami. The Miami game and the Cincinnati game could both be shootouts here. And the fact that Travis, um, Travis, (laughs) Travis Kelsey on the brain. Hunter Henry is starting to get more involved. He's getting to you know he's getting the the rock more and more and looking better when he's securing those catches. Is is telling me I I like that and I'm I'm trying to grab him. Uh, he's available in a ton of leagues, so if you can pick him up, do so. Use some fab if you have to. If you have to trade for him in a deeper format, do it. Even if you don't use him every single week leading up to the playoffs, having someone like that looking at that schedule is certainly something you want to look at. Another the other thing that popped out to me, the next thing I should say is George Kittle. George Kittle's got a top five strength of schedule in the fantasy playoffs. And I love that because, again, he's coming off of a great game. Acquiring him is probably going to be tough in terms of trade. Sure, you can uh, try to do so, um, but I it, it, you gotta, you could kick the tires. It's going to cost a lot. I probably wouldn't overpay, but that schedule is great. And if you roster Kittle, you're very, very excited at what you're seeing. Keep an eye on Trey McBride. We haven't seen him fire yet. Uh, there's you know Hollywood Brown coming back. Uh, if Greg Dortch or Rondo Moore is ready for the playoffs, he could get buried in terms of the pass catching hierarchy. But look at that schedule; very, very uh, advantageous for tight ends. So you want to keep it keep an eye on him. If he starts to fire, if he starts to look good, boom, we're gonna love it. And then the last thing that really popped up me at the top of this list was Atlanta. Oh, Kyle Pitts, the one who never it just didn't work this year. Now he's done for the season. Uh, we're not going to be able to use him. Uh, we It just stinks pulling out for, for, for the unicorn Kyle Pitts. Looking here at the bottom, the really the only takeaway I got is Dalton Schultz. And now you're looking at a guy who's been very reliable for his quarterback. He's had great weeks every single time with Dak Prescott, but it is a tough schedule to end the season. If you can use a Dalton Schultz to get a, a Kittle, I'm doing it. Now, that's the type of thing that the stars may align 
for uh, a trade like that. And that's something I'm looking to pull the trigger on. But my other takeaway here is when you look at the teams with tough the toughest schedules, you're not really giving a, a, a real I'm really, part of my friends. You're not going to give a shit about most of these guys. Uh, Logan Thomas, bet who cares? We would have cared about Dallas Goddard. He's out, so we're not going to Grant Katara or any of those guys. And Schultz, right? Detroit tight ends. I mean, I might you. We I don't even. I can't even off the top of my head think of who they are. It's like Brock Wright or James Wright and Brock Lesnar. I don't know. Uh, Austin Hooper. Who cares? No Fant. He's not really relying on him. Evan Ingram is someone that has been good. So this is a tad disappointing. I'm staying away. Tough QB schedule. Tough tight end schedule. I don't know if. You're just looking for a touchdown at that point, and that's kind of tough business when your season is riding on these matchups. Uh, but then I look, Houston, nothing of consequence. Njoku, he's been up and down. He's been hurt. Uh, but now we're creeping up the list enough where I'm probably not getting too, too worried here. So the bottom of the list is there isn't a whole lot to take away from the top, I mean, as as we did from the top of the list. Uh, so that is actually going to be the tight end position. That's going to conclude um, all of the – uh, playoff schedule breakdown here, what we learned from the playoffs, what we hope to take advantage of here. And if your league still allows trades to happen, use that, man. Use this stuff to, to really win, not only on the margins, but make big splash plays, make big time trades. Uh, go ahead and, and get out there and make some, some things work and get yourself the chip with the dip. Uh, before we go on to the bargain bin, I'd like to talk to you all about a particular fantasy platform that is one of the best in the business. And I don't know about you. Uh, I have been thinking a lot about the Arizona in the Chargers matchup. We talked about it briefly a minute ago. I think it's going to be an offensive onslaught. Uh, Kyler's back. Keenan Allen seems healthy. And both of them seem ready to rock and produce. Player profiler's edge actually has this as the highest scoring affair on the slate. And that's why I'm actually picking Herbert to go over 19 and a half fantasy points. I'm picking Kyler Murray to run for more than 30 and a half rushing yards. And I'm going to pick D hop my man Hopkins to have more than 84 and a half receiving yards. Where am I going to play these prop picks? You may be asking, obviously I'm taking them to underdog fantasy, baby in underdog fantasies, pick them game underdog has a great platform to play fantasy football especially if your season-long teams are done and dusted you can do pickums, you can hit their new rivalry game which is really really cool where you're picking players that are opposing that are facing off against one another in real life matchups and you're going position by position they give uh, advantages to certain sides to make it even it's great you can do that but the pickums is my favorite i love using the pickums and if you like pick props as well you can use the promo code underworld and get yourself a deposit match up to 100 so if you want to join me in attacking this LAC versus Arizona playoff, or not playoff, but offensive shootout, go ahead and use the promo code Underworld and get yourself a deposit match up to $100 using Underdog Fantasy. One last time, use the promo code Underworld on Underdog Fantasy and get yourself a deposit match up to $100, baby. Now let's move on to the segment that's sweeping the nation in this fantasy football season. It is the bargain bin players, the cheap DFS types, the streamer options that help you win your fantasy matchup. Go position by position, and we will start, as we always do, with the quarterbacks. The first quarterback I'd like to talk to you guys about is Matt 
Ryan, he is 20% rostered. I don't have his DFS numbers because he's not on the main slate. Playprofile.com has him as QB14. I got him at QB12. The over-under of 38.5 is not good. Okay, we're not getting excited about that. But he is, they are, the Colts are home favorites by 2.5. Given the fact that they're home, basically makes it a pick them. Um, and here's why I like Matt Ryan. Not because I think this could be an offensive bonanza, but because Pittsburgh is the 18th team ranked in past DVOA. They're tied for the most uh, fantasy, uh, I should say, they're tied for the most passing touchdowns allowed to quarterbacks with 21. And according to the next game info box on playerprofile.com, the Pittsburgh Steelers give up 4.3 points per game over the mean to opposing quarterbacks. That's the second most. So it's a really good matchup for Matt Ryan. And he's been reckless. Uh, we see he's, t- he's sixth most in danger plays, even with missing a couple. He's eighth most in interceptable passes. So my man plays reckless, but he is also efficient. He does have some good efficiency metrics. He's got an 8.1 accuracy rating, a 74% true completion percentage, a 52.9% deep ball completion percentage, and a 73.8% clean pocket uh, completion percentage all of those metrics rank in the top 10 amongst qualified quarterbacks so if you're needing uh, a quarterback matt ryan is a good option i panicked i'll admit to you guys i panicked i played daniel jones in a pinch on thursday and thanksgiving and i should have just went with matt ryan i should have just went bargain bin shopping with matt ryan and had my guy going on monday night football but you know you just you can't win them all sometimes you have to choose wrong, and that's why we play fantasy. If it was so easy, we wouldn't play. So Matt Ryan is a, a quarterback I think I would use out of the bargain bin. The next quarterback is Tyler Hineke. Tyler Hineke, two straight bad weeks, but this week he gets the Atlanta Falcons, baby. 22% rostered, 5,300 on DraftKings, 6,500 on FanDuel. Player profiler has him as QB 18. I got him at QB 15, so we both think he is a top 20 option. The over-under of 41 isn't great, but it's an easy defense. He's going against a bad defense. And Washington are home favorites, uh, so the, Vegas does project them to have uh, you know, have their way, I guess, a little bit. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons present the eighth-best matchup for opposing quarterbacks. Uh, they rank 28th in pass DVOA, and Atlanta has given up the second-most passing yards to opposing quarterbacks with over 3,000 so far this season. Hineke has had two, three top 15 quarterback finishes. Like I said, the last two weeks have been rough, but before that was three straight uh, top 15 finishes. And he does have some strong offensive weapons against a very mediocre, if not bad, Atlanta team. So Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, uh, Johan Dotson's back, Antonio Gibson's looking good. Uh, so a dump-off pass, I could see him scoring two total touchdowns, racking up some passing yards, and making his mark, giving you a top 15 quarterback finish. So that is why he is on the bargain bin list for Week 12. Let's keep it going to the running back position. It's a fun one this week. We're going um, not we're not going surface dumpster diving. We are going to the bottom. We are throwing aside all that garbage, all that crap, and we are getting to the bottom of the bargain bin, and we are looking for some really cheap and hopefully useful Running back options. The first guy I'd like to talk about is Keyshawn Vaughn. Uh, this is obviously pending the uh, Leonard Fournette being out. Uh, so that is why uh, if he is out, this is where I am 
potentially looking at uh, Keyshawn Vaughn. He's only 2% rostered, 4,000 on DraftKings, 4,800 on FanDuel. Player profile has a running back 35. I got him at running back 33, so we're pretty lockstep there. The over-under of 41.5, again, isn't necessarily juicy, but the fact that the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers are road favorites by three points does present a, some, some opportunity for some extra running back usage, in my opinion. Like I said, Leonard Fournette is looking like a no-show for Week 12, so that would be definitely advantageous for a guy like Vaughn. Uh, Cleveland's actually gives up minus 1.48 fantasy points to the mean. Uh, that's not super encouraging, but they actually give up 0.4 over the mean for pass catching running backs. And we all know Vaughn can catch the ball. He's shown in the past his best comparable player is Dalvin Cook. So we know he's got the skill set. And on top of this, Cleveland is the 32nd team in uh, rush DVOA. So overall, they're not a great unit stopping the run. And they've actually given up the they're tied for giving up the most rushing touchdowns to running backs with 13. So we're expecting a big day for Rashad White. I'm not saying that Vaughn is going to take opportunities away from a guy like Rashad White, but we have seen Rashad White be fairly inefficient, even with his uptick in touches. So a guy like Vaughn could find his way on the field, and if you're in an absolute bind, you know, grabbing a guy who's universally available to be a guy who could finish in the top 35 at the running back position, that's what we're looking for here. That's why Keyshawn Vaughn is one of the bargain bin players. The next guy uh, I'd like to talk about is the epitome of bargain bin uh, shopping for 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 running backs, and that's Marlon Mack. Take a minute, guys. Yes, I'm saying I'm I'm advocating for Marlon Mack because Melly G was waived. Chase Edmonds is on IR, and he's only rostered in 11 percent of leagues. He's basically stone men on the plat on the DFS platforms at 4,000 on DraftKings, 4,500 on FanDuel. Uh, both myself and PlayerProfiler.com have ranked them in our side, our top 40, barely at 39, but still inside our top 40. The over under of 36 points is laughably bad. It is, but if Vegas is projecting a grind out game, and I think they are, Denver is only a one-point favorite on the road, uh, this could present some opportunities for a guy like Marlon Mack. They're not going to go Latavius Murray 30 carries. So if there is 30-35 running back carries, you could see Marlon Mack getting a pretty healthy uh, amount of those carries, and he could maybe do a thing or two with them. Not because he's been good. He actually has only played two games and has zero rushing attempts. So we're not relying on his skill set, but we are potentially using um, the matchup to our advantage. Uh, the Carolina Panthers have a plus 3.45 running back points allowed to the mean. That's sixth most advantageous. Carolina is 31st in rush DVOA, so they're pretty much just as bad as the Browns. And Carolina has been beat for the fifth most rushing yards on the season. They've given up 1,211. So if there are a lot of running back carries to be had, Marlon Mack gets some share of that. Could he rush for 45 and a touch? I think it's possible. I definitely think it's possible. Uh, and like we've talked about last week about Latavius, there has been some opportunities for running backs to to uh, to score in that offense. So Marlon Mack, if you're absolutely desperate, desperate times calls for desperate measures. And Marlon Mack is the epitome of desperate times causing for desperate measures. So let's keep it going to the wide receiver position. The first guy in the bargain bin is Demarcus Robinson. The Ravens will be in Jacksonville. He's 30% rostered on sleeper. Uh, apps is 43 on DraftKings, 6,200 on FanDuel. 
He's ranked wide receiver 37 on playerprofiler.com. I got him at wide receiver 41, not too much worse than PP has him. So I think overall we're pretty lockstep on his potential this week. The over-under of 43.5 isn't great, but it's kind of a down slate overall in terms of the over-under total. So at 42, I mean at 43.5, it might seem low. It's actually towards the the, the top half uh, of of potential scoring matchups. In Baltimore, being road favorites by 3.5, they got to get there. We say that every week. Uh, Jacksonville presents basically a, a I would say a mid uh, opportunity for wide receivers. They are 12th in fantasy points allowed to the mean. But as a unit, as a whole, Jacksonville is 31st in past DVOA, so they're not great. And they're actually tied for second in the most wide receiver touchdowns allowed with 13. We're looking at Demarcus Robinson, who's coming off his best game of the season. Uh, he had nine targets, caught all of them for 128 yards scored 21.8 fantasy points. We saw basically his near um, high in usage. He had a 79% snap share. And when you look at his his game-by-game log, that's now two games out of his last three where he scored 12 or more fantasy points. And if you're looking for a desperate flex, that's exactly what we're looking for. He seems to be kind of molding in that what we wanted Rashad Bateman to be. He's obviously not as good as Bateman, so he's kind of doing what he can in that role. But it's proving to be a pretty decent one for fantasy. So uh, Demarcus Robinson, if you need uh, a flex or a wide receiver, he could be someone who absolutely helps you out there. The next guy I'd like to talk about at the wide receiver position is Mr. Van Jefferson. Uh, they The Rams are in Kansas City. He's about 60% available. DraftKings has him at 4,500. Vandal has him at 5,600. Player Profiler and myself both have him as a top 45 option. Player Profile has him at 43. I got him at 42. Again, the over under of 42 points isn't encouraging, but here is what could present some opportunities for a guy like Jefferson. The Rams are 15 and a half point dogs on the road. Uh, you guys smell that? Smells like comeback mode. It smells like desperate times. It smells like desperation mode for the Rams. Some comeback efforts, which is great for pass catchers in fantasy. And also, the Kansas City Chiefs present a pretty good matchup for opposing wide receivers. Uh, they're 13th in, in fantasy points allowed to the mean. Kansas City's also ranked 20th in overall pass DVOA. And they're tied for first in touchdowns allowed to wide receivers. So the Jacksonville was tied for second. Kansas City's tied for first. They've given up 14 touchdowns to opposing wide receivers since van jefferson has returned he has not really gone berserk but last week he got a 75.8 percent snap share highest on the season he ran 26 routes highest on the season he got five targets and three receptions uh both of those tie his previous season highs he had a 65 air yards scored 7.1 fantasy points with no touchdown the week before he had 11.7 with a touchdown it came and what did when did it come i'm gonna give you came in garbage time. Exactly. It came in garbage time. So that's what we're looking for for Jefferson. We're looking for, you know, this guy who has 439 speed to show it off and catch a deep one. And who knows if the game's getting out of hand, Kansas City Chiefs is celebrating their sideline is is rocking and they're using some of their backups here cuz they definitely have long-term playoff aspirations. All of a sudden Van Jefferson can can sneak off a 60-yard touchdown. And that's basically what we're, we're betting on. And if you're in the bargain bin, you're looking for whatever opportunities you could find in a deep touchdown possibility that presents a good, uh, a good situation for a guy like Jefferson. So that's why he's on the list here at the bargain bin position. Let's move on to the tight end position, potentially the most important because it is frequently streamed in fantasy games. going to talk about Evan Ingram 
Uh, we don't like his playoff schedule, but we do like his Week 12 matchup. They are at home versus the Ravens. He's about 42% rostered on Sleeper, so he's quite available. Uh, 3,200 on DraftKings, 4,900 on FanDuel. Player profiler has him at tight end 12. I got him at tight end 8, so I got him as a top 8 option. I think he can certainly pop in Week 12. The over-under, again, of 43.5. We talked about that when we talked about Demarcus Robinson. And the Jacksonville Jaguars are home dogs by 3.5 points. Baltimore has surrendered the they've given up five tight end touchdowns this year. That's a tie for the fifth most. And in terms of points allowed to the mean, they have a crazy number, the biggest outlier on the slate. That's right. They are the most advantageous matchup for opposing uh, wide receivers in the 13th most advantageous matchup for tight end. So it's good for the pass catchers, including the tight end. Uh, and Evan Ingram is absolutely a factor in this game or uh, in this offense, I should say. He's had uh, three game, four games inside the top 10. Um, he's scored over 10 points four times. Um, he's seen six or more targets four time, uh, five times. I'm sorry. So he does show uh, a lot there. He's third most in tight end deep targets amongst qualified tight ends, ninth most in air yards. Uh, he actually has 177 yards after catch, which is the eighth most. So he is a pretty good playmaker. He's shown to be a very competent player in this offense, uh, and that's why we're looking at him in the bargain bin. That is why we are, are targeting a guy like Evan Ingram, who's pretty much available in more than half of our sleeper league. So Evan Ingram, if you're desperate, if you're super desperate, can I interest you in a little Logan Thomas? Now, Logan Thomas heading into the show was very questionable actually missed practice on Friday due to an illness and I think an ankle injury potentially. But if he plays, we're using him. He's rostered in only 17% of sleeper leagues, 3,000 on DraftKings, 5,200 on FanDuel. Player profiler has him ranked uh, at 15. I got him ranked at 13. So if he plays, we're both very confident that he can score fantasy points. Uh, the over-under 41 is not great, but you know, Washington is home favorites by four points. So Vegas basically is calling it a pick 'em, which could present uh, a lot of fancy points in that, you know, Atlanta doesn't have a great defense and they really don't have a great defense against opposing tight ends. Uh, they give up 4.52 fantasy points to tight ends uh, to the mean, which is the sixth most. So it's a very good matchup for tight ends. Uh, they're at, 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 you know, their defensive secondary, their unit is not great as a whole. They're 28th and past DVOA. Atlanta has also given up the second most receiving, uh, second most receptions to opposing tight ends. So in your PPR formats, uh, that could absolutely be a, a, a very uh, a statistic that we want to attack. And Logan Thomas is coming off of one of his best games of the season. Um, six targets, fought, caught five of them, had 65 receiving yards, no touchdowns, 11.5 fantasy points, which is what we like to see. Um, so in this matchup, with this advantageous matchup against the Falcons, I'd like to exploit it. And if you're super desperate, nothing else is out there. Uh, John Bates is a decent pivot for, for Logan Thomas. If Logan Thomas is out and you you waited on him, you were excited about him, this information I'm talking about uh, was, was appealing to you, I'm okay pivoting to John Bates. I know that might be crazy, uh, but the guy is, even without any production, seeing about half of the tight end targets. So if that number goes up and he starts seeing more targets, um, he did see six back in week four. Um, so they aren't necessarily allergic to throwing in the ball. His player page would suggest that he's not a non-factor. But, you know, I like what I've seen. I saw in 2021 from Bates. And given the matchup and given how desperate some fantasy players could potentially be here uh, in Week 12, 
it could be a decent enough pivot to go to a guy like John Bates. So let's recap the bargain bin players for week 12 at quarterback, Matt Ryan and Tyler Hineke at running back Keyshawn Vaughn and Marlon Mack at uh, wide receiver. We have Demarcus Robinson and Van Jefferson and at tight end. We have Evan Ingram and Logan Thomas. Before I give you guys your homework assignment and give my final thought, I'd like to talk to you about rival fantasy com rivalfantasy.com uh brought them up last week they have a really cool bingo game i played it last week it was a lot of fun uh but that's not it they also have challenge mode they have uh, some fantasy book they have three different unique fantasy games that you can play and the challenges are great and i'm thinking about challenging some of my knucklehead buddies see if i can get some of that moolah from them you know what i mean that's what i think i'm gonna do say hey buddy what are you doing tomorrow Want to challenge your old boy? Nah, 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 nah. Don't worry that I got my own show, playbrofile.com. I mean, it's no biggie. You should challenge me so I can take that cash. But rivalfantasy.com is a great place that I can challenge one of those guys on. Uh, they offer a number of great things. Like I said, if you want to try that bingo uh, game that I tried last week, it was great. Um, and to do that, if you want to play bingo, all you do is select the starting lineup and you unlock some fantasy achievements. If you fill five squares in a row or all four corners, you win. It's a great class. It's a great twist on a classic fantasy game, and I really do like it. Uh, it doesn't matter if you're a long-term player or just getting started. They have game modes that are easy to learn, and they offer a, a new fan experience, so you can kind of learn on a new platform, which is kind of cool. Uh, they're built. This this platform was built by fantasy sports lovers, and they aim to to offer the best product and customer service around. And, and I got to admit, this is a great website to check out if you want to play some fun games, some fun features on RivalFantasy.com. And not only can you just do it because it's fun, you can also do it because Player Profiler uh, has a special offer for you, for our listeners. If you sign up at RivalFantasy.com, use the promo code PLAYER, P-L-A-Y-E-R, and you will activate your first play insurance so you can play worry free so that's all you got to do is head over to rivalfantasy.com and get use the promo code player to get a hundred percent loss protection up to your first fifty dollar deposit that is a fantastic offer they have fantastic games so head over to fantasy rivalfantasy.com and use the promo code player today's homework assignment it's simple use the tools that we talked about today and keep monitoring the playoff schedule like I said, the player profile the next game info box, um, it's, 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 it's fantastic. I love it. I use it every single week when I do the game plan notes, and you should too, but it changes. So if there's an outlier in terms of production, both good or bad, that can sway the info that we have at hand to use. So continue to look at the rest of the season schedule because it could change. Uh, so actually, you know what I'm going to do real quick? Part of the homework assignment, I like to do this. I'm going to go ahead and share my screen once again and highlight the next game info box. This is just super valuable information. So your homework assignment is not only to monitor the rest of oh, the playoff schedule uh, breakdown, it is also to use the next game info box under the player tabs on Player Profiler because it's fantastic tool to win in fantasy. So that's an easy, easy homework assignment. And if you make a trade using some of the tools that we talked about today, some of the some of the methods. Go ahead and share them with me. I'd love to see your trades either on Twitter or in the uh, Discord. Go ahead and send them to me. I'd love to see how you're taking advantage of the rest of season uh, uh, schedule, or I should say the playoff schedule. And my final thought today is be active at your deadline. So often as you know, fantasy team builders, we're basically helpless. Uh, we can't help if there's an injury or game flow completely throws all of, the, all of what we thought 
into the wind. It becomes a non-factor. Uh, after we set our lineups on Sundays, Thursdays, and Mondays, we're kind of we kind of we can't do nothing. We're kind of just at the the helm of the fantasy gods. But during trade deadlines, during trades in general, that's where we can win. That's where we can apply what we know, what we've learned, and the stats that we kind of gather up, and we can make a better roster. We can actually do something to help our fantasy team win. So don't sit on your hands. Don't just say, I got this, I got that. No, no, attack it. I You got to attack it. You got to do it because you don't want to be sitting there and miss the playoffs or lose in the first round because you didn't pull the trigger. So be active at your deadline, be aggressive and absolutely do that. And like I said, I would love it if you wanted to pass along the trades you make at your deadline. So you can hit me up on Twitter, hit me up in the discord, any of that good stuff you can, you can do it. And I'd love to see how you attack your uh, trade deadline. So make sure you're active and, and you're very busy here as you're leading up to your league's trade deadline. So that's it. That's my final thought for this week. And that's going to be the end of episode 12. Please subscribe to Player Profiler's YouTube channel if you're not already. And make sure you smash that like button. Get those likes way, way up. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Matty Kiwum. And you can check out some of my articles that come out on playerprofiler.com. And while you're at playerprofiler.com, you can check out the Next Game Info Box. You can check out all the fantastic articles that come out on a daily basis at playerprofiler.com. Make sure you check out our two TikToks. Check out our Instagram. Check out my show, Trade Gods, with my co-host, Jason Allwine. Uh, that's where you can do it. And most importantly, check out our Discord. Make sure you join our Discord. You can find the Discord. I'm going to share my – I'm in a screen sharing mode here today, ladies and gents. So I'm going to do it one last time. This little icon here right above the player picture – Boom. That's where you can join our Discord. And, I mean, we're talking fantasy football all day long, 24-7. Everyone that you watch, everyone that you follow from Player Profile is there. We're giving their advice, chatting it up, talking fantasy. So make sure you're doing it. We love you guys over there. Join the Discord. Follow me on Twitter at MattyKeeWoom. Let's do it, ladies and gentlemen. Keep game planning, and I'll talk to you next week. Peace.